Broadcasting live from the studios of Business Radio X, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Village Medical, an award-winning primary care practice. Village Medical, a new way to well. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. I am Jim Morrow with what was Morrow Family Medicine, and now very happy to be a part of Village Medical. And I'm very excited today because I don't get guests very often, but luckily today we are going to have an opportunity to have a conversation with Dr. David Hatfield from Village Medical. And you can see David here on the screen. David is the president of Village Medical, and I'm going to welcome him right now. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Jim, can't thank you enough for having me. Happy to be a part of your podcast and and, uh, engage with your listeners today. Well, I know everybody will appreciate it. Uh, David is a family doc like myself who practiced in Arizona for, I believe, it's 25 years. Is that right, David? That's correct. And, and about probably a year and a half ago, joined Village Medical. David, take me through what happened with your experience. I've told our listeners a couple of times about mine, but tell us what happened in your experience to make you want to be part of Village Medical. Yeah, you know, I uh, I come from a, a from a family of physicians. Uh, I was in I was in practice with two brothers and my father. My father was a uh, was a long time uh, what we referred to back in those days, Jim, and you know this as a general practitioner. And he was a true GP. Um, he uh, he started practice in the East Valley in Phoenix, Arizona, a, a city called Mesa, Arizona, and it. Uh, he, uh, he started back in the uh, early 60s, and he was one of those GPs that did a little bit of everything. Uh, he did OB. He managed his patients in the hospital. He, he, he uh, very rarely left on a family vacation because he felt like, you know what, these are my patients, and I need to be in town to take care of them and deliver the babies and to take care of folks in the hospital. Um, and, and, and I followed in his footsteps. A couple other brothers followed in his footsteps uh, to be a family practice board certified docs in the East Valley in Mesa, Arizona. We had one brother that went into orthopedics, uh, kind of the black sheep of the family. He liked carpentry. And so he went into, he went into orthopedics and, and we support the great work that he does. But, uh, but my heart has always been with uh, uh, being a primary care physician after watching my father do it. Um, and, and what I, what I think, what, what I always like to say is he did he did family practice the way that I envisioned and hoped that I would be able to do it someday. But I quickly found out that this new this, you know, with payer contracts and a lot of the administrative burden put on docs and time constraints and and payer contracting where they were reducing rates and required me to see more patients. It, it quickly turned from just being a good GP in the community or a good family doc to, Oh, I better run a business here or there won't be a business. And, and we started to, we started to realize that we better get payer contracts that align with value-based care. And, and as we did that and we started to scale and grow our medical group, uh, that's when village came knocking on our door and saw a lot of the good things that we were doing as far as outcomes for our patients. In other words, better health outcomes for our patients, better patient experience. Um, and, and honestly, we were, we were being reimbursed by the payers in a way that aligned with what was best for not only the docs, 
but also for the patients. And so when, when, when I met uh, the founders of Village and we started to share our vision of what healthcare can be, not just in little pockets of communities in America, but more broadly across this country, it, it, it was plain to me that I was only going to be able to influence my little neck of the woods, but that if I joined Village, I was going to be able to influence healthcare and therefore influence uh, patient outcomes and patient experience for the better on a national level. And that really excited me to know that we could take the Village model and do, do some of what I was doing and actually expand it and bring the model. I, I like to say, bring the good news of the, of, and evangelize the good news of what healthcare can really be to a, to a larger uh, population. Well, I, I agree with that. And I've had a very similar course, but the thing that's been amazing to me since joining Village Medical some two years ago now, and it happened right at the time of the pandemic, really, which made it even more obvious, <clears throat> is that now, and you mentioned value-based care, and that's really what this is all about, is I'm actually able to try to prevent problems instead of just putting out fires all day. Now, most people don't know what value-based care means, and I'm not going to be the one to explain it to them. So I'm going to let you be the one to explain exactly what that means, not just to us as a medical office, but to the patient, because that's really what matters. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, uh, Jim. We hear that buzzword a lot in healthcare today. We talk, we talk about uh, value-based care. And, and, and I'll be honest, patients just want to know that when they come to Morrow Family Medicine, that they're receiving the same kind of care that you would give your own family or your own mother. So for them, value-based care doesn't mean much other than they, they want to know that when they come see uh, you or one of your providers in your clinic, that they're going to receive the same care that they would get a family member, that you accept their insurance, and that when you refer them out, you're going to actually refer them to somewhere that they also accept their insurance because what, what patients have the most kind of anxiety about healthcare today is number one, they don't want to be stuck with a bill right. that, that they're like, well, why did Dr. Morrow tell me to go to that lab when he knows this is my insurance and mm -hmm. that lab doesn't, isn't contracted with my health plan. And now I went to the lab that he wanted me to go to. And next thing you know, I'm receiving a bill because it's out of network. Right? Like, so, so patients don't really think about, like, like value to them and what value-based care means to us as we are trying to drive outcomes for our patients, better health outcomes, but not sacrificing um, any level of quality. Like we are, we are on par with the, the best systems in the country, but yet we can do it at a lower cost. And I always say what the world needs more of is primary care docs, and, and APPs and team-based care that was trained the way that you were trained, Jim, the way that my father was trained to be a true family doc and to take ownership of the patient from, from start to finish, whether it's uh, through a physical exam or through an illness, whatever it is. And, and the value really is, you know, the, the equation for the business is really value equals 
you know, quality divided by cost, right? Like, so it's that equation that we, that we get into and we don't want to, we never want to sacrifice quality, but we know that good family medicine can produce the same outcomes as some of a lot of this specialty spin. Or if, if things get too far off the rails, like good family medicine can control diabetes, good control of diabetes will reduce cost and complications of diabetes down the road. So I love that you brought up prevention because to me, that is at the heart of, of what good primary care looks like. And we can't ever forget that because to do good prevention, we have, we have to have time to, to spend with our patients, to listen to them and help educate them and that they trust us and not Google to get the information that they need that is evidence-based to drive a different outcome for their health. In uh, in looking at, at what I read, what I could read about value based care, uh, just before the podcast in the last few days, one of the biggest things, and we had dinner, I guess it was two weeks ago. You and I and a bunch of other docs here, village docs here in town, and and you must have said a half dozen times, you must have commented about addressing gaps in care, and you know we spend all the time in the world in the exam room doing that. My MAs do that. My APPs do that. Everybody does. But addressing gaps in care is a lot easier in this village model than it ever was as a individual doc. It is, you know, I, I, I like to think that when I, before electronic medical records and before people used to put data in front of me that would say how well I was doing taking care of my patients. I, I like to think that I was a good doc and doing the right thing for my patients, but I was just offering an opinion. I didn't have any data to actually say, Hey, Dr. Hatfield, you are educating your patients to get mammograms and your patients are actually getting mammograms better than Dr. Jones down the street because you are taking time to have the conversation and you are actually following through to ensure your patients get mammograms. And if and if Mrs. Jones shows up in your office three months after you ordered the mammogram and you see, hey, uh, Mrs. Jones, why didn't you get the mammogram done? I see that we ordered it three months ago. Is there a problem? Can I help? Oh, you know what? I misplaced the order form. I just spaced it. You know what? Give me another one. I'll go do it. We need analytics and data to help us that's actionable that so that you and I can actually influence the behavior and help our patients be more fully engaged in their healthcare so that they can take ownership. And that's why every morning docs all across village medical and including moral family medicine, there are huddle forms that actually are put in front of docs that help us know what our patients need with those all important gaps in care that we refer to that can be anything from a lab that we need to order, a medicine that we need to ensure that our patients are taking frequently, a colonoscopy, a mammogram, documenting a chronic disease condition that may have slipped through the cracks that we need to be aware that our patient has so that we can evaluate it and treat it in the right way. So I always used to say, Jim, and you've, you'll appreciate this, 
a lot of docs out there in, in, in the country will, will believe that they're providing wonderful, excellent care. And I'm sure that they are doing the best that they can. But without data, without analytics, mm-hmm. they're just a person with another opinion. We are well past the day of opinions. We need analytics to say that Marl Family Medicine is actually delivering better outcomes for his patients and the care that his providers give to their patients than a family doc that, that, that is in Buckhead, Georgia. Well, one of the reasons that we're able to do that, though, is this incredible team that Village Medical has. Because the the depth of this company continues to amaze me. The depth of the staff, the people that communicate with our patients, that call them and say, hey, don't forget, you're supposed to have a colonoscopy because they're looking through charts. <laughs> I open charts all the time, and someone somewhere has been in there and has seen that this person did or did not do something. And there's a note there for me so that I can, right in front of the patient, say to them, look, you didn't do this. You were supposed to do this. We've got to get this thing done. And the the help that we have uh, now versus in a traditional practice like I was for so many years, it, it's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, Jim, I'm glad you brought that up because we really, you can't use, you can't say the word value-based care. And I would argue that you can't really do value-based care without team-based care. So we need medical assistants practicing to the top of their license. We need our our APP referring to nurse practitioners and physician assistants practicing to the top end of their license. We need clinical pharmacists. Like for me, for most of my career, and I'm sure yours as well, Jim, family docs used pharmacists as just counting pills and dispensing medicines. And, And very very few times did I ever have a pharmacist in my clinical practice reach out to me and say, hey, Dr. Hatfield, I'm a little worried about this interaction. I'm a little worried about this drug with this patient. I'm looking at all their medicines here. You know what? And approach it from a more of a clinical pharmacist point of view. And I'm so proud to, to, to align a lot of the work that, that our family docs and APPs do at Village with, with what is referred to as clinical pharmacists that help us to drive medication adherence for important medicines that, that our diabetic population, that our COPD, our folks with lung, chronic lung disease, like important medicines that they need to be taking. And again, to your point, Jim, it takes a team to be able to help our patients be educated, informed, and understand the importance of those medicines and understand the side effects and and interactions with other medicines they may be taken. In my experience, nobody better than a clinical pharmacist. And then I would also add, I think of care managers and social workers that, that I did not, I mean, I leveraged usually the payer or the health plan for care managers or for home health evaluations or for social workers. Now, Village brings that to to part of the team to utilize care managers that are so they're so integrated into the care into the fabric of what we do to help our patients navigate their care plans to help them navigate um, their their 
specialist visits, their, their medications, every piece of their help. I'm so glad you mentioned social workers because I started practicing in 1985 and in 2022, I had a social worker in my office full-time five days a week because she, she's a part of village, part of village medical. And for me to be able to send her a message and say, can you please help this family find placement for this elderly person who they are desperately trying to take care of and they're woefully, you know, unprepared for it in so many ways. And what, what our social worker here has been able to do for our patients is just one of the most rewarding things because she's dealing with people who very obviously have the greatest need and have such a, such a, a situation at home that has just fallen upon them that what she can do for them is, is life-changing. You know, and the weight that she takes off of these people is just phenomenal. Yeah, they are truly angels on earth, aren't they? Uh, doing, doing that work. It's, you know, Jim, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It, you know, you bring up, you, you bring up a, a very important topic that exists in healthcare today. Again, it's another buzzword. It's the social determinants of health. Mm. And we know, we know that there's no such thing as patients. We, we banned in our medical group, the word that a patient is non-compliant. And, and the reason why we banned it is there's no such thing as a non-compliant patient. They're, they might be not engaged as much as they should be because there are barriers to their health. It may be they lost transportation and they don't have a way to get in to see Jim Morrow. It may be they are more worried about their roof overhead than picking up a diabetic medicine at the pharmacy. They're more worried about where their next meal might be coming from. There's, there's all of these barriers that, or, or it could simply mean that they've gotten into a funk with their depression and they're in a mental state of mind where they just have kind of given up. That's not non-compliant. That's somebody needs to reach out to them and let them know that we care and we want to help and we need to get you an appointment with either virtual or with in-person but, but it's, it's wonderful to have all of these resources at our disposal because while they can see Jim Morrow in his office for 15, 30 minutes and have a wonderful visit, well, then they leave your office. And if we don't have follow-up, a way to check on that patient, then, then they may get lost in the cracks. And if they don't follow up with you at the, at the interval that you've said they should come back, then we kind of lose track of them. And, and I've always said, and, and Jim, you'll appreciate this because I'm sure that you have said it because I visited your practice a couple of weeks ago. And, and I know this is how you, how you view the world. Patients don't care how much Jim Morrow knows until they know how much he cares. Mm. And these care managers allow us because they can't, you're not able to be with them every minute and you're not able to follow up with them. But if we can get enough people, what we call today wraparound services, folks, folks know how much we care and they'll care how much we know. And one of those services you mentioned people maybe not being able to get out is village at home. Village at home has been so incredible for so many of our patients who are homebound 
And instead of a home health nurse going, Village sends an APP, typically in our case a PA, to their home to conduct a visit, draw blood, check vitals, do the exam, the history and everything. To me, that's just going above and beyond. And I love the fact that Village is willing to do that to, again, be sure that this person has a better outcome. Yeah, you're you're so right. Again, thank you for bringing that up as well. You know, it's a throwback to you and I are old enough to know this. It's a throwback to Marcus Welby, MD. Some of your listeners might might recall uh, many of them will <laughs> the house visits that uh, that Marcus Welby made, and he didn't just make house visits for the patients, whatever family member you brought, and if you had a dog that needed some care, Marcus Welby would pitch in. And I like to think that that's the way that my father. And, and Clive Fields' father, Clive Fields, who's one of the founder of Village Medicals and is the chief medical officer, I like to think that that's the way that those old-time GPs did medicine, making those house-based house, house calls. Yeah. And I'm so fortunate. I feel so fortunate to be part of a, a Village Medical that Village at Home, led by Dr. Tom Cornwell, who has done more home visits than than probably any other physician in America. I think that's um, a fact, actually. Yeah, that, I, I believe that is a fact. Yeah. And he and he is so passionate about leading this work and carrying, getting healthcare into the homes of, of the patients that need it most that are unable to come see us. And you and I both know that good primary care is meeting our patients where they are, getting them the right care at the right place at the right time. Yeah, you can't do better than that. And we're coming up against the half hour, but before we do get away from here, I want you to talk some about what people in our area now are starting to see crop up, which is the Village Medical logo on the side of the Walgreens buildings. We've got numerous Walgreens pharmacies, of course, and uh, some of them have now got Village Medical offices inside them. And what's what's that like? That's not a minute clinic. No, no, that's a comprehensive primary care, board certified family doc or internal medicine doc, usually with uh, advanced practice provider or PA nurse practitioner support. And those are comprehensive primary care clinics. I would encourage any of your listeners, if they're, if they, while it's a separate door and separate entrance from the actual Walgreens, I would encourage any of your listeners, it's not a private club, It's not, you don't have to pay a fee to be a member. We are payer agnostic. We accept most health plans. Please go in those doors. You will feel welcome. You might even have a chance to meet the doc if they're not too occupied. You'll certainly get to meet the front office uh, team members or maybe even the practice manager. I refer to those village medical at Walgreens affectionately as BMWs. Uh, kind of a play on words, but the model the model works because Walgreens is has some of the best ge- ge- geographic locations in America. They're on Main and Main Street of almost every community that they're in. They have wonderful parking. They 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 have uh, they had space for us to be able to build out these state of the art clinics. That's most amazing. of them have most of them have six to eight exam rooms. And it has lab draw, 
We have every service that you could need in a traditional family practice office or internal medicine office. Again, we partnered, Walgreens is our partner in this space and we leverage the, the pharmacy relationship because we know that most patients that visit a family doc or visit their physician or provider, they're gonna walk out of there with a prescription, at least one, maybe a few. And so they're gonna have to, the next person that they're gonna engage is a pharmacist. And we just believe that having that relationship being really closely connected to the pharmacy helps us better uh, improve the outcomes, health outcomes for our patients. And, you know, you, you've talked a couple of times about uh, your father and Clive Phil's father and people back in the day that practiced then. And the first doctor I remember going to, I was probably three years old and it was a doctor's office and a drugstore. And when I heard years ago now, two, I guess three, that Village was going to put offices in a drugstore it just it set me back to that that quality time when yeah things were a little different as far as what was capable of being done in the office but the care was there and i think it's just a, i think it's a great model i think it's a wonderful way to get primary care where you need it uh, and i'm very excited that village is doing that i'm glad we're doing it right here in our neighborhood um I do think we're probably at most people's limit of their attention span. So we're going to wrap this thing up. I want to thank David Hatfield, the president of village medical for joining us. David's travel schedule is crazy. He's got 10 grandchildren and more on the way, I think. And he took the time out on this afternoon to spend some time with us. And David, I truly appreciate that very much. Jim, thanks for having it and appreciate the time with your listeners. Thanks so much, David. And for now that's to your health. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is sponsored by Village Medical, making your primary care more caring. Village Medical is a new way to well. To learn more, go to villagemedical.com.